the Hoochie Coochie. Welcome back to Less Tech, More Neck. This is Devante. And this is Eric. And this episode is brought to you by We're All Fucked. I did say that before we started. Yes. <laughs> Let's take Monique. Mmm, y'all hear what I say. Let's take Monique for your mother and your brother. We gonna hear from Eric and Devante. It's strange times and these are strange days. And it's strange people living strange ways. So expect Let's take Monique. The funny thing is, I, I got to stay more optimistic. I think that is, it's funny you said that, or I said that earlier, because I do believe that's the attitude of a lot of people in today's world. I mean, I, the last three clients I had, you know, people around our age to mid forties, you know, very lonely, uh, dealing with a lot of mental turmoil right now. I mean, I'd say that's a big part of my job along with physical therapy. You know, people have a hard time stabilizing their brains of just like, oh my God, what am I going to do with my life? You know, I mean, there's so many single people without kids. Yeah. I think everybody mentally right now is really struggling with so much with whatever the economy is doing, trying to afford anything in this fucking world is so ridiculous. Or here in America anyway. So, you know, it's, it's hitting all parts of the world really, but definitely like developed countries, like Western countries. I'd really like to know how people in other and other countries feel. I wonder how people in third world countries feel mentally. Like what truly makes them happy? Because I think people in developed countries, I think we like to believe that it's the material items that actually make us happy. And I would believe that third world countries probably value more so of their friendships and their family. And that's the real key to happiness. They don't have fucking social media. I don't know. My buddy just came back from a mission in uh, Peru and they like he was like deep in the jungles and there's people living literally in huts still. But they had television, cable, smartphones, they had satellite, they had social media, they had interesting, but they were literally we're talking dirt floors is, you know, no running water. But they had electricity, they had internet and television. I mean, did he get that? Not everywhere. No. Obviously, but I did think that's a lot of them? places. I mean, he was down there for a while. I would have to ask him, actually. He was just in the gym. I should have asked him about that trip some more. We should actually have him on. He's a pretty interesting guy. He's about your age. I think actually a lot of people in third world countries have the same issue we're facing. They just don't have the opportunity because they don't have the finances to like, you know, capitalize on xyz like you know americans can or europeans canadians yeah their standard of living is still lower but it seems like a lot of places have smartphones i mean my parents travel the world and they say most people they run into have smartphones even they've been to vietnam cambodia everywhere yeah most of those people i don't even think of them as being like super underprivileged countries oh you're talking about what countries were you thinking of i'm talking like deep jungle like the people yeah that's my buddy that went to peru that's what i would thought that's yeah. what i thought too he told me they all had smartphones and shit and i was like that's so weird yeah i actually wasn't surprised i was like damn if they have a way to get electricity out of there and with satellite internet i'm not surprised who the fuck put electricity over there too i mean i don't know exactly what to you but honestly but i would imagine south america and africa Still, there's some areas that probably don't have it, but I don't think too much of the world is untouched by the technology we have today. I really don't quote me on that. Well, I would still, I would still wonder within that if they're having the same kind of issues that we are over here. You're talking about social issues or monetary issues? Yeah, socially. Okay. 
it would be very interesting to see. Here in America, we have our set of values now mm -hmm. and how we go about relationships and stuff. They're probably still more traditional in their ways, which I don't know culturally what their ways really are. So I'm, assu I'm assuming that they're still culturally traditional with how they go about relationships, but now they just have implemented technology into all. I think Islamic countries would be the best example where they're much more traditional. You know, the females still will wear full garb. Mm -hmm. You know, they're still arranged marriages. You know, it's, you don't fuck around with stuff like that in the Middle East. But I, yeah, I guarantee you that depends on what area you're in. You know, there are certain countries and regions that I'm sure are very strict. And then there's some that are probably just like the fucking US or Europe or, or Australia or wherever. So I think China's the same way. China's weird because it's a communist country. You don't just hear a lot about China going in and out. But I, I really, they're, they're actually dealing with more of an issue there because they have such a surplus of men because that one child policy. Mm -hmm. I think they have like 30% more males, like for people under the age of 40. It's something crazy like that. And then of course you, you throw in the internet and the hypergamous nature of women. And it's like most of the population there isn't getting laid. It sounds like male population. Oh, fuck no. Yeah. I mean, most of the male population here isn't getting laid. But if there's significantly more men than women over there, that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. No. We're here, it's, I think it's a, a different issue. Well, it's we're going back to the caveman times. The most desirable men are getting all the attention. And, you know, most of these women, I don't think, even realize what they're doing. Is I talk to so many girls, you know, not just at the gym, but, you know, outside and just living my life. And it's like, oh, you know, most men really are invisible to women. I mean, they are all chasing the same men. I, I, maybe they recognize. I'm sure some recognize it, but I don't think a lot do. They're just carbon men left and right, or they're just totally unaware. I mean, um, we've we talked to enough girls. I think a lot of girls are just like, oh, like men don't want to sleep with me. Like my friends in my DMs or whatever don't want to sleep with me. Like they're just normal guys. Oh, I can sit here and tell you, yes, I have female friends, and the ones that I deem actual friends, I would not touch for sure. But that's that's with me growing up around women and understanding them a little bit. But more. but you're not like Snapchatting them all the time. No, or like fucking yeah, messaging them all the time. No, no. we talk on occasions. Uh, it's more about like you know, I have an event coming up. You guys should come to this event, hmm. or like we should get together and hang out over here, or we'll talk quickly about some bullshit. But like, it's not like. An an everyday an everyday thing like if you're talking to your guy friend every day that motherfucker's trying to hit he, or date or what yeah he's he's laying down the groundwork now if you're not talking you have a guy friend and he's not trying to talk to you every day he's probably really just a friend most of the time though <laughs> most of the time like 90 out of 100 we are trying to smash you that sounded like fucking it sounded bad but that's not really bad but again <laughs> so for someone like you who has options and again you're so your focus in your life is you know family and kids and you're a man with options you can afford to have female friends a lot of guys that do not have options that know it's like hey breeding opportunities are very scarce for me they're going to take each girl with you know not a grain of salt they're gonna be like well i gotta sleep with this girl or date her or marry her that's most men because most men are again are very unattractive to most women and they know that i think most men are very unattractive <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the ratings are there. They've proven this already. A dating app, look at dating app uh, statistics. They, they only swipe on 4% of men. It's the same fucking 4% of men. And yeah. the funniest part, fucking. It's, it's crazy that, fuck you. It's crazy that it's like they don't, I think they recognize it, but I don't think they do. It's because they're getting so much attention mm. that they don't realize that it's like, oh, the guy you're swiping on or liking, whether he's DMing you, Snapchatting you, or liking you on dating apps all these other women find him attractive too 
I guarantee it. And he's talking to multiple women. Yeah. Well, this is why this is why we ask for women to come on is because we can sit here and make the assumptions and whatever we think to be true, but we don't know for sure because we're not in a female brain. We don't know if they notice this, the things that we may notice. Mm -hmm. So we ask females to come on to give us their perspective. So it's not just us making assumptions or generalizing all women. But then whenever we ask a woman to come on, <laughs> not all of them, but some of them, they get real defensive. And it's like, we're just asking you for your perspective. Um, we're not trying to bash you or anything like that. We're not telling you what you are doing. We're telling you what we are seeing or what we think you might be doing. Or asking if you understand what it's like to be a man, which you don't. And so we're telling you, as two men who identify as men, we have balls and we have a penis. And we're straight. And we're straight. Fairly straight, you know. <laughs> and we're just telling you, because we've, we've hung out with men. This is what we do. We've been around men in our entire lives. This is what we do. When guys get together, we tell each other shit. And we're just telling you from our perspective as a man, this is what we feel. This is what we talk about. We're not trying to say it's right or wrong. We're just saying this is what it's like to be a man. And I don't think that should be a combative thing at all. It shouldn't be. Because again, I love hearing uh, females' perspectives. Right. I know, you know, they're, they're getting their dopamine from a totally different source. You know, tends to be validation. That's why what the phones, I mean, really were a huge driver of social media and iPhones or smartphones. Yeah, again, I don't fault them. I get it. As someone that slept with a lot of women, I get it. I fucking smash that lever too. You're smashing it in a different way. The problem is what we're all facing is then what are you going to do when you're my age, when you're 33? Oh, that's fine. Still early 30s, you're fine. What about 43? What about 53? What about 63? Then what are you going to do with your life? You can have as much fun as you want. Get all the likes, post as many ass pics, or guys like me sleep with as many women, or play video games or whatever. But then what? I mean, it's actually, it's interesting. So I had a client tell me today, her, one of her friend's son uh, just passed away, 29 years old. They think suicide, obviously. So that would be the third male Actually, all of them, 29, almost 30, that have killed themselves this year. These are friends of friends. These aren't direct people, but through clients, people in their lives. That's the third person, the third male, 29 years old. Lying. So is that a, an anomaly or is that, yeah. <laughs> Do you know if they were single or if they're dating somebody? I don't know about the guy. I want, I'm going to get details about the guy yesterday, next week. One guy was single, kind of like a video game, incel, whatever they call guys. And then the other guy was married, I think. Married, no kids, but he was married. And But again, I some of the loneliest people I know are people in relationships. So it's, it's not a... So why do you think, okay, so why do you think the loneliest people are in relationships? Do you think... Well, I don't... I just think some, some of them are lonely. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, not everybody is fucking lonely in a relationship. Do you think it's because they've jumped into something too soon and they've settled? And this is male or female, honestly. Or do you think that they could only be with a person for a certain amount of time and then now they're just like bored and all of, since the sparks have gone away, they don't try to actually keep the sparks there, remember the reasons why they fell in love in the first place? All of the above. Mm. I think my dad put it the best way. Some people grow together and some people don't. Mm -hmm. No. And I, I mean, he, he nailed that right on the head. Um, but I have heard from a lot of people, a lot of people, men and women, you know, the day of their wedding, the day before their wedding, they've, it's crossed their mind of like, I haven't been honest about this with this person or like, I'm not really sure about this person or I'm not really sure about myself right now. And it's, is that, I mean, that's crazy. I've heard that again, multiple times. And the, so what the issue is I find is that 
we're such imperfect creatures living in such a convenient time of the world we've built today. People have a lot of time to think about their imperfections. You know, before it was you get married, you have kids. I mean, my grandparents, they didn't have a choice. My grandfather knocked on my grandmother at 19, and it's the only reason I'm here right now. And this is on my dad's side of the family. But in 2023, if that happened, she probably would have gotten an abortion. And they probably wouldn't be together. And she would have pursued a career. Very Both very intelligent people. She would have gone on to be a successful attorney or doctor. And he would have gone to school. He was an engineer and had multiple businesses. He probably would have done that too. I mean, he probably would be doing what I'm doing. Blowing backs out. Avoiding taxes. It's legally. But avoiding taxes. You know, just knowing him. He was a smart guy. He knows the game. I mean, I see a lot of myself in him. He probably would have a kid out of wedlock just like me. But again, those were the times. It was, you know, this was the 40s, early 40s. So, yeah, I don't think most people are going to start having kids until 30. If they have kids, 30. Well, I mean, I've driven multiple women in Uber now that um, have had their tubes tied, and these women are late 20s. I think I've had three of them. And, and they don't have any kids? No kids, no desire to be with a man, you know, desire to have kids, or they claim right now not to have kids. So. I don't want to sit here and say, oh, you know what? Like, you need to do this. You know, I support you. If you don't want to be in a relationship and you don't want to have kids that's 100% your choice and you're right I I do think and I don't want it to be this way but I do think when you're older there may be some type of regret when you see all of your friends and all the people either get married and start having children 40 something years old and you you've made that choice to set at a, such an early age not need to even try it if you're getting your tubes like my sister got her tubes tied when she was hey, 23 I believe she ended up she ended up having two kids before 23 and i'm gonna be honest with you she should not have had kids she should not have had kids honest to god <laughs> you know and i hope she's doing much better now but there are people there are people out there that shouldn't be having kids i have a cousin that probably shouldn't have had kids but she did she has or are those the people that are having kids now or the people that shouldn't be quote unquote it, having kids it's it's mostly like the south i think is having well, it's, it's impoverished po area. impoverished people Right. I mean, that's what my son is in right now. Yeah. It, but, I mean, okay, I guess your baby mama would be a really good example. Mm -hmm. Great mother, but again, no financial resources, education, anything to be like, oh, well, this is an expensive endeavor. Mm -hmm. You don't need to give them the world, but you got to create a frame of stability in the life of a child to some degree. Well, I mean, okay, so mm -hmm. there's, there's my mother as well, mm -hmm. right? Fantastic mom. Mm -hmm. Fantastic mom. Financially, no, we were not there. No. And I think there's more people out there that financially aren't there and probably shouldn't just be having kids because of their personality and they're not they're not suited to actually have children. Oh, I believe that. I mean, I think some people's personalities just, they and they don't care. They wouldn't mm -hmm. necessarily have the temperament or, yeah, yeah you just whatever. Uh, but again, you can come up with a million reasons why. Like, fuck, I'm pretty blind. Like, my eyesight sucks, you know. There's cancer in my family. I mean, I shouldn't have kids. You can come up with a billion reasons. It's funny, actually. We, I was just talking to a client who is going to do in vitro here, in theory. We'll see if that, if she's able to pull that off, but um, about the selection process for this, this the uh, sperm donor and how it's kind of a, it's a catalog you have to kind of scroll through, which it's, it's kind of a sick game. They, they make you pay to see all the stats. Like you can get like this subscription fee and it's like $100 a month and you could be like, oh, here's a couple pictures. And then if you pay $300 a month, it's like, ooh, you get like their, like a video of them talking and like 
all these other stats and family history. And I'm like, what the, f-? I mean, and then it's a thousand dollars of vial, she said, for sperm. And it's like, fuck, I mean, I'm in the wrong business. But, uh, you said one of your clients are getting ready to go through that? Yeah. Yeah. In theory, if she has the health to do it, yeah. she's going to do it. Good for her. I mean, that's yeah. something else that really breaks my heart, actually, that there's people out there that would make fantastic parents, mm-hmm. but they just can't have kids. And that, that's an issue I have with the human body because that's, that's, those are the people that could be really be raising our kids and raising the next generation into something beautiful. And you can adopt and there's, there's other ways yeah. around it. I mean, honestly, with medical technology, no. There's ways, but very costly. You got to have the financial resources to do it, especially if you want it to be your own genes. Well, we all know that more than half of fucking the United States, at least, cannot afford shit like that. What's the what's the average? Say it's probably like 80% of the yeah. population probably can't afford something like that. And what's the a- average annual income of a household in America now? That's like 70 grand. And that's and that's with du- dual income. Dual income. That and the average crazy. is like 38 purpose that's wild oh with what the government's done the last dec well more than a decade what 20 years really yeah i mean especially if you're not financially educated you don't understand what's going on you're you're fucked basically and especially now i mean post-covid forget it how much money they printed and how they let this train run away i feel for again it's 80 percent of the population where it's like fuck i mean i think it's fucking expensive out here financial resources on top of financial education i'm like holy fuck i mean i get why the baby mama reached out to me you know i get she wanted to do it on her own and obviously back then I didn't want kids and I made that very clear on top of you know I was like well you gotta prove it that he's mine and then never heard from her and she was like okay well he doesn't want kids I'll just he's a sperm donor and I mean assuming he was mine obviously but looking at the pictures it's like yeah clearly this motherfucker is mine you know she chose to do that but then of course financially so strapped now she had no choice and she said she felt terrible she was like oh i was just gonna do it myself he didn't want kids and obviously the whole thing is just blows me away it's like holy shit not only did you have the kid but he's actually mine it's like oh my god like that's i mean that's a whole other bag of worms that we've already talked about but... bag of worms yeah where do these fucking sayings come from those fucking sayings. <laughs> they upset Devonte a lot. <laughs> no, that one doesn't upset me. I mean, there is a couple that upset me, but that one doesn't. I'm just like, where who, who came up with that? Who's coming up with this? Like, oh, that's a whole other bag of worms we can open up later. Like, who's opening a bag of worms? As if, yeah, is this 1837 right now? Like, uh, it's probably because if you open a bag of worms, they get everywhere. Dude, you said, you said something else a couple episodes ago, and I wrote it down because I was like, what the fuck? It might be on this. Hand me that right there. <laughs> it might be on this fucking thing. Because I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah, here we go. Yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> baby out with the bathwater. Oh, toss the baby out with the bathwater? You've never heard that? I've never. No. Uh, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I was probably referencing religion with like why, you know, essentially just like every, not everyone, but a lot of people in Western societies are like, fuck any religion at all. Just like, oh, I'm going to be myself and I know what's best for me. And so when you say throw the baby out with the bathwater is like we've taken everything and thrown it out. Just been like, oh, we don't. Where it comes from, I don't fucking know. I just know that's why. Who knows this shit? Please send it to me. I'm so intrigued by all of this. Like who came up with it? Yeah, like oh, the bathwater. Oh, fuck, you can Google that shit. How the fuck? Like who threw a baby out with the bathwater? Because that's not just something to come up and say. I know we're getting sidetracked, but that's just. Well, that's probably like, you know, back in the. So, I mean, it's probably biblical times when you actually, like, had to change the water. There was no indoor plumbing. So you literally would bathe the baby, and then you take the baby out and dry him off, and then you toss the bath water out because it's dirty. When but you throw the baby out with it. the bath water, then you're throwing everything out. You're like, I don't want any of this shit. I want the baby or the bath water. Fuck this baby. 
<laughs> wow. Also, that's awesome. You wrote that down. You've you never really heard that. You've never heard that. No, I don't no. hear a lot of these fucking sayings. Yeah, remember, I grew up pretty alone. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Man, I, yeah, I, I mean, it's not something a lot of people say. Also, whoever came up with, you know, the saying, living the dream, <laughs> jump off the planet. <laughs> I hate hearing that. That's a good Google question. I fucking hate hearing that. <laughs> oh, how you doing today? Oh, you know, I'm living the dream. Because it's usually very sarcastic. It's in a, and I get tired of hearing it. I, I honestly just... Well, it's kind of a depressing thing because then it's like, oh, you're really not living the dream. It's like you're like life's shitty. Or at least you're perceived yeah. life is shitty. Yeah. And you're you're telling me that while being a smart ass, basically. The other thing is, is why, why don't we... Why wouldn't we tell each other how we're actually feeling? I think if we all listened and told each other exactly how we were feeling, this world could really come together. That's, I think that's, again, before we got sidetracked, what we were kind of circling around to, relationships, why people... No, it's true. Why people are... Why do so many marriages fail? Why do so many relationships fail? I think there's a multitude of reasons why, but... We're definitely not open with each other. I know that's that's for damn sure. We're not open with each other. I would argue one of the biggest things. But again, we're, from a biological state, we were never meant to live this long on top of being with one person for as long as we are living mm-hmm. you know once we kind of came out of the caves and we started you know developing some resemblance of society what would happen is men and women would get together to have a child and then they would raise the child till x amount of years until it was kind of on you know back then i'm sure a child grew up faster than a kid today and then the men and women would actually go off and then they would find new partners to procreate with because then of course you're able to diversify your genetics going in the future i i think the best success to a, a relationship is be friends first well like right. actually get to know each other don't just jump into because like, i've done it right i'm speaking from experience I actually get to know each other like if you can actually be around this person you enjoy hanging out with them mm-hmm. where you guys can sit and have conversations and you're 100 percent yourself both of you mm-hmm. there's no judgment on either end oh i know that doesn't happen today not from what i have seen that just does not happen no. people like somebody oh they jump right into a relationship here Done it, okay? I get it. I've done it, too. Like we've, all, we've all done it. We'll not do that shit again. I want to get to know the person. I want them to be complete, because I'm a fucking weird, goofy person. If I can't be fun, goofy, have deep, weird conversations, this is not going to work out. I'm going to be in misery, and I do not want to go back to that spot one fucking bit. I want to be able to have these conversations. I want to be able to like sit and chill with you and be good with like chilling with you, mm-hmm. and we just talk. Or we're comfortable just being in silence. I don't want to fucking just jump into something. Fuck that. You're learning. I have no learn. But I'll say, yeah, that's smart. Again, be very honest. You know, and again, your boundaries are unique to you, just like mine are unique to me. So like, you know, any girl that I date, you know, I mean, I pretty much tell them all right off the bat, just like, mm, I'm not probably going to fuck one woman the rest of my life. Now, that being said, I'm not going to just binge on porn or hooking up or any of that shit or like online dating apps. Um, but that being said, it's like, well, this is how my brain works. I mean, most men think this way. You know, I'm not stupid. I realize I'm at least semi-desirable to women. I get that. So, you know, I, I don't need to act on it all the time. I realize that's not a healthy thing to do. But I'm a pretty open-minded, kinky motherfucker. Like, you're going to have to... We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we cross that bridge. And I will always be honest. I will not cheat. I will not go out of my way. And again, I've been very, I think I've done a better job dating over the years, kind of honing that in. You know, the problem is today is that you still, we have so much choice still. You know, it's, it's tough because, you know, for me, it's always like three to four months and it's, 
it's so easy to sleep with someone new now. It's like, fuck, I mean, I've, I've always taken that route. And again, sometimes I've been open, you know, in open relationships and the girl knows about it. And other times, like, I'll just tell them and then do it or I'll just cheat, you know, go behind their back. And, uh, you know, that's, I don't know, that's, that's tough because, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think, I know I wouldn't do it now. And even the last relationship I was in, I said the same thing, blah, 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 cross that bridge and I need to cross it. And, you know, I'm like, we recorded. I really was good. I was like, man, I didn't watch porn and was like, oh, you know, sex was good and like chill person could have good conversation. Um, you know, and then again, I, I, we did, we, the relationship wasn't long enough to cross that bridge, but she did say, well, if you talk about it with me, then whatever, we'll figure it out. And I think that's what's important. And again, for her too, just like whatever your needs, honesty, like you just said, and open and honest. It's, it is hard to do though, because we're, people try to peacock to one another. But that's why I say you have to be friends first and be completely comfortable with each other. I think what happens is, is when we're with somebody that we don't really know and we're not that comfortable with them, that's where our honesty mm. kind of goes away because we're not that comfortable with them. They're still feeling them out, especially if there's romantic interests and it's almost more incentive to peacock, lie, to mm. deceive, mm. to try to win the affection or approval of yeah. that other party. Yes. And so whenever we become friends, we become comfortable. Mm -hmm. Whenever we have comfortability, there becomes honesty mm -hmm. because we know more than likely how they're going to react and we know who they are as a person. So I'm okay with being open and honest with you mm -hmm. instead of fucking jumping into something. Oh, I don't really know who this person is. Mm -hmm. I want to tell them this, but I don't think they're going to react the best way. That's, well, I get it. I've been there many times. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same. And again, learned, will not do it. Dude, I'm peeling like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, my forehead is peeling. And that burn, yeah, burn you real good. Yeah, I got fucking burned real good. <laughs> also, I had a conversation with a friend the other day, and she was telling me how, and this is where I, I like the, the honesty and comfortability about talking to people. I'm a very comfortable person. Like, I want people to be honest with me, even if it may hurt my feelings. I want people to be honest with me. And she was just telling me how I make a lot of racist jokes pretty consistently. And she was like... <laughs> She was like, you know, it makes me, me and all a couple of the other girls kind of uncomfortable because they're all white. And I was like, oh, well, I just do it because I think it's fucking hilarious. I mean, race is a fucking, we're, that's one thing that we can all relate on is race and that we're all, each one of our races has a stereotype and it, we should be laughing with them. Right. And I think that cuts down some of the racism. I think it cuts down tension. I don't know why, but I think if I make a joke about me being the only black person on this fucking boat with white people and I'm driving the boat, I was like, man, this is a role reversal, isn't it? <laughs> you know? I'm like, that's kind of funny. I think that's pretty funny, but I'm also like mixed race right. like you. So it's, yeah, I think it's easier. You're probably more comfortable talking about it if you have ethnic background or some sort of diverse mm. background versus if you're white or you identify as a race like one race yeah then maybe you're not as comfortable around it especially white people in the u.s you know they're depends on the person but they can be kind of uptight or just not have a sense of humor about it yeah well i tried to listen to her about it for sure because i appreciate her being honest and i think it's something i have to work on because <laughs> i do it a lot and i've noticed i've definitely noticed that i do that a lot but it's just like i think it's funny shit did you really you did say that didn't you when you're on oh. the boat they're just like, I've probably said it a couple times. It's funny that the, the black guy is driving the boat. <laughs> That's funny as shit. Yeah. Funny. I That's thought funny. that shit was pretty fucking hilarious. 
<laughs> you know, I did have a couple drinks, but I was like, this is some, this is some twist of events here, buddy. Okay. I was like, if I don't say something, I'm doing a disservice to me and, and my people. <laughs> you know? But all of my friends would have thought that was funny. But I think it's also that most of them didn't know me. Like I was on the boat with people like I really didn't know. Oh yeah. That's always tough. To... But they, I mean, like one of the guys was super cool. He didn't, he didn't care. He, she was even like, cause it was her brother. And she was like, I asked him about it and he was like, oh, what? No. Like, that's just kind of how guys are. Like, we kind of just joke around. Like, he was, he was like, Devontae was fine. Mm -hmm. Didn't bother me one bit. Like, yeah, appreciate you, bro. But I also think that they were probably overthinking it. And she was like, well, I, when you were saying things, like, I didn't know if I was like doing something wrong. And I was like, oh, no, I'm just making jokes. Like, it's, you're able to laugh. If a black man makes a racist joke towards his own people, like, <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay. Yes. But I have to sit back and think about what I'm saying sometimes. It's actually going to make people uncomfortable. Have you ever seen Austin Powers and Goldmember before? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you remember Goldmember? Mm-hmm. And you know how he's peeling off the back, and he's like, quickly, quickly. He's, like, about to put it in his mouth. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. I don't want to eat this, but, like, that's yeah. how bad I'm fucking feeling. Yeah, like, it's literally, pile, I got a pile of it. He's peeling his skin off on the table right now, just for the listeners so they know. Maybe they can hear my fucking skin rip. That's pretty. I've seen worse, but. Oh, for sure. This isn't bad at all, but it's just like, fuck me. Right on my forehead, too. Yeah. Looking spicy. Thank you. And I'm going to go on the boat again. At least you got that nice base tan now. It was dark, too, ain't it? It's dark. I'm, well, you are black. White people don't come up to me and put their arms next to me right now. Can't beat you. No, and I've I've tried telling these people. Right. See, here goes that racist joking shit again. But it's it's right there and it's real. And this is the shit that we deal with. White people will come up to me and fucking put their arms next to me because I'm a light skin, right? And they'll put their arm next to me. I'm like, oh, I'm catching up. Whenever they get one, I'm catching up. It's like, it's like, dude, I haven't been outside yet. <laughs> you know, like once I start going outside, like you're not gonna be blacker than black, like. You're just not. The only the only people darker than me are dark skinned people. Like Fayez. Like Fay. <laughs> that nigga is shiny. That nigga is shiny. You talking about black don't crack. I I mean he, it's like he's bathed in coconut oil. <laughs> that motherfucker come out glistening. He came out man, did I tell you there was one night it was New Year's Eve. Uh huh. New Year's Eve and he I caught I seen him out. <laughs> And he like came up to me and I was like, why is the clothes floating? <laughs> and he smiled. I said, oh, nigga, damn. <laughs> Fuck. I was, <laughs> I was like, that motherfucker is dark as shit. I got a couple cousins like that, though. <laughs> Just dark, dark. Like Michael Blackson. He, they were like, man, I came to America and they gave me nicknames. He's from he's from Africa. Mm -hmm. And it was like, yeah, when do you admit? What you admit? One of your nicknames is 1201. <laughs> like after midnight. Yeah. Oh, God, that shit. That shit cracked me up. That's my sense of humor, by the way. So anybody who's out there, if you like racist jokes, I'll take them. Send them to me. I know we're getting sidetracked, but it's what's on my fucking mind. Not really. I mean, you're talking about boundaries, and that's yeah. one of your boundaries. It's like, oh, this is, this is who I am. It's not meant in a negative way. It's, this is how you convey yourself. Yeah, through humor. Some people will find it funnier than other people. Just like in a relationship, there's always give and take. You're going to find things that are annoying as shit about your partner. And then they'll find things annoying as shit about you. I'm guaranteed it. Um, but, yeah. 
But I, I think, again, we got to have open communication about shit. I think you have to set what you're looking for. Know what you're looking for. Be conscious about it. If someone does something that's not in that realm, where it's like, oh, they don't like how you joke around. And if that's who you are to a T, that's not going to be the person you want to be with. Because mm-hmm. then you can't be yourself. You cannot be yourself. But if they're like, yeah, maybe it annoys them, but they're like, they understand that that's you and they're okay with it. That's fine. But if they're like, oh my gosh, everything. I had a girlfriend one time. She was like, you never take anything seriously. All you do is joke around. I was like, you knew that before you got with me. I was like, that's, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And obviously that relationship didn't last. Not a lot of people stay in relationships too. But it's how much give and take do you want to give, I mean, or give and take. And how much the other person is willing to. I don't care if it's a straight, gay, whatever relationship you're in. Um, And it's tough because people, the hardest part is because people really want to be individuals now. You know, I think, and we can be because of how convenient society is now. We can be individuals. You know, men are really, again, we're competing against each other, men and women. You know, if you take the average person that's just heterosexual, it's like you're competing against women. It's the first time in human history where men are literally competing against women. And when it comes to more of the job marketplace, if you look at, you know, sports or anything like that, I mean, they think we've all seen that, you know, women do not have the strength or size that men do. But from an intellect standpoint, absolutely, because there's sure. women that are blowing men out of the water. I actually know women are blowing men out of the water when it comes to college, graduate degree, higher earning jobs, attorneys, doctors. The interesting thing, though, is that is that really for film and for women? If you take the average woman, does she get true satisfaction from becoming a higher earner? I mean, my sister is a good test of that, you know. And I know she listens to this, and I love you to death. Oh, she listens to this. I mean, that, um, you know, I, I know it stresses her out right now. She's a corporate attorney, you know, and ever since I found out I have a kid, and at least she told me she really wants to get married and have kids. So, um, yeah, I saw that with my mom too. You know, it's, she had, you know, very demanding, you know, traditionally male positions. You know, she worked for, um, Exxon Oil, and then worked for a law firm that represented other law firms. Very cutthroat, very competitive, um, just, you know, brutal law, uh, private practice, and then obviously federal judge. Worked for the federal courts for a while, but she bounced around a lot. I mean, she was uh, she was never really able to stay in one position, but the only reason she was able to afford to do that is because my dad did. He stayed in private practice like a tractor from 1980. Three till he graduated this year. So 40 years. 19. Graduated. Graduated. Retired. Retired. <laughs> graduated. Graduated from. New type of graduation. Yeah, that's a new type of graduation. And they're enjoying their lives now. But, um, you know, that was, yeah, 40 years, same floor of the same building. No, granted, he was out. I mean, he, it was a litigation law, so he would go to the courtroom and stuff. But, I mean, he hammered out 40 years. Not only, I mean, not just like, oh, you know. Oh, fuck like trademark law or something like it. it's like no family law like just the most emotional crazy shit he dealt with and um he did a judge person no he was he never on tv d-lo it was a 
Yeah, he really kept a low profile. I mean, you if you looked him up, uh, he had a little blurb about him on the website, but he did not do any advertising. It was all word of mouth. I think as a lawyer, I think keeping a low profile is a very smart thing to oh, do. Especially in family. Yeah, absolutely. That is dirty, dirty, dirty work there sometimes. But I, you, I, yeah. yeah. And I just, so interesting, I have a couple I trained, two doctors. Um, one of the doctors just quit her job um, at the current place she's at to go. Again, She's so she's not working right now, but to go to another place versus her husband. Again, they're very similar to my parents, two attorneys. The husband obviously staying in the tractor. Mm. And, you know, it's I would say it's more elective for the women. And a lot of when it's these two, we'll call them like what they call like power couples now or whatever, very high earning. From what I've seen, it's always the men that can last. And again, maybe I'm going to get backlash of being a sexist on this one, but this is just my observation. You know, it's the, including my mom, including what my sister tells me about her work now. It's It doesn't seem like that's really the fulfillment in their life. They don't necessarily have the staying power. Now, again, if my mom was a single mom, she would do it. There we go. Yeah. She would do it for sure. Yeah. But given the choice, if they have a man... They kind of elect and pick and choose different. Well, I mean, they that's where a single mother kind of jumps into the men's role, I think. Because oh, absolutely. I, I'm sure I could ask your dad and I could ask your, your client that's a doctor who's staying mm-hmm. that all stayed in their position. It's because they know the position. They know it's making them money. They know it's providing for their family. Mm-hmm. Why would I fucking... Because in our brains, that's what... A we, man's brain, yeah. We, like, yeah. We're going to provide and protect mm-hmm. for our family. And I'm not going to fuck up this at all, even though I may want to leave. I'm not going to do it because this is what's taking care of all our bills in my family. So we're going to keep doing this until the fucking wheels fall off, until I don't have to anymore. And then I'll go do whatever else to retire. Mm-hmm. But that's where, in some part, a woman, will, having the benefit of having a man around. Mm-hmm will elect not to choose that same lifestyle, work until the wheels fall on. I, I've i never seen a woman do it electively in my personal life, and I know a lot of very high-earning females, veterinarians, doctors, attorneys. Um, You know, they do it, they tend to work electively, and if, oh, unless they need to, if they're a single parent and they're, 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 they have to do it, they will. Yeah, like well, my mom, mm-hmm. right, like, she she worked at a place until I was fucking, how old was I? I was 14, 14, 15 years old. And they ended up firing her because this, her head person, she, she was a manager. And her district, whatever, district manager, whatever, ended up firing her because they said they caught her stealing $20. I was like, my mom's not going to steal $20 and ruin the only thing that she has to provide for her, her kids. Mm-hmm. So that was all false and bullshit. And then I seen my mom like break down. She was like, I would be, it was like in summertime. So we weren't in school and I was at home. I was playing video games or something. And my, my mom came into the room and she was just sitting there talking to me. I was like, yeah, yeah. And she like started crying. She was like, I have to like do something. Like I can't, I'm like, you're going to find a job. Like don't, don't worry, you're fine. And you could see, like, the fear of her, like, losing all of this for us. 
and she ended up getting a job and she's been at that job and this is what's crazy she was at this she's been at this job since i was 14 or 15 i don't remember but then she got hit by a car while she was working and she got flown on life support to st louis and she was working on the job and this i don't fucking like this company anymore because of this but they refused to like pay for anything for her and she survived obviously she survived and she went back to work like almost immediately she like she could barely walk she broke her back broke like all of her ribs like she was in a coma like they had tubes down her throat like she was on life support and she went back to work for them and like almost immediately like she could she could barely walk she would we lived upstairs and she would walk one step have to take a break walk one step have to take a break and she went back to work for this motherfucking company when she should have been making tons of money from a lawsuit from them from not paying for anything no workman's comp or anything while she got hit on the job mm. and this is a company that makes millions of fucking dollars it's a chain and it makes millions of dollars my mom busted her ass for them but she went back to work for them because she knew she had a job and she had a family to provide for. Mm-hmm. And that shit blows my fucking mind. I was like, Mom, if I was you, I would, I'd cut these motherfuckers' throats. I'd take, I'd, I'd rename this place whatever it's named and put your name right there. You'd own this shit. Fuck that. I'd, we'd be rich. <laughs> but she didn't do any of that. And she went right back to work because she knew she had to provide for her family. No. Even though the doctor said, don't go back to fucking work. Really? And she did. And this job let her. I don't know if I don't let anyone work. They keep making the money. That's how America like, works. If you care about somebody who's running your fucking store, who's doing a fantastic fucking job, it, it was the community. To America. The community came together though, which was really nice. And they, um, they, they would collect money. Like people would donate money. So my mom. So like, if we wanted to go see her, like our gas was paid for. And like it, it kind of helped pay for some of my mom's bills, which was, I think that was super dope. I mean, that's kind of the impact that my mom ended up having on the people that regularly went into her, that store that she was managing and she got to know them. Right. And I think that's, I think that was really awesome. It's a good thing about a small town right there. Right. I think that was dope. <laughs> it's good. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's corporate America for you. Yeah. But again, it's not every corporate business, but you know, we, people are very expendable. Again, I've, I've thrown myself out of the matrix. I get it. I was like, I was a kid and I was like, oh man, like worked for a lot of different people. I'm like, man, working for people fucking sucks. Like you want to work for yourself. That's how you really make the money, you know? And that's, and not only that, but you feel good about your work and you feel good about, you know, yeah, you feel like you're, you're actually getting compensated fairly. Now, there's, it has its own struggles, for sure, but, you know, I'd rather make 50 grand a year working for myself than 150 grand a year hating my job working for some corporation that fucking doesn't give a shit about me or anything else. So, Absolutely. I think a lot of people are waking up to that, too, which is why these businesses are having such hard times hiring. Actually, I think, like, there's been a ton of flight delays recently just because TSA, like, they can't even, like, hire enough people. Like they're canceling flights left and right. It sounds like it was some because of the weather, but I know recently it's just because they have a trouble staffing. 
So I think a lot of businesses are running into that, which is funny because unemployment is relatively low. I think there's a lot of uh, homeless people that are functioning pretty well that could use a job, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, if you want somebody who's going to work, go ahead and check there. Yeah. I mean, I give them a place to stay. You could, yeah. you can house them for a little bit. You got, especially airports. Like if you are really that low on people at TSA, you're usually in a big city. There's homeless people. If that's like a, they had some trouble that they ran into, but they're a functioning person and they're ready to really get their shit together. Give them a fucking chance. Give them a fucking chance. Well, I don't even know how that works with like companies hiring and stuff like that, especially right now. Cause it's still weird. It's still like, yeah, there's a lot of homeless people right now for sure. Shouldn't be any homeless people in America. That's not probably going to happen anytime soon. I mean, the problem is it's more the discrepancy of wealth. Because even if you're not homeless, you know, most people are being stuffed down into the dirt anyways. Now, whether they're self-aware of it or not. Now, again, you can, you, and again, you can get yourself out of it. But the amount of discipline it would take today for someone in your position or like my mom. I mean, I'll, my mom grew up very similar to you. Mm. For her to get out. It was a hell, not discounting what she did, she put in a shit ton of work, but it was a lot easier in the 60s and 70s than it is today. We'd just gone off the gold standard. We've we've never experienced this like hyperinflation. Mm -hmm. Um, The the U.S. hasn't uh, until, yeah, really the 70s. And then obviously 2008 and COVID, I would argue, were the biggest catalysts for why, you know, property values are what they are and asset prices are what they are. It's not It's not that all these houses are worth $700,000. It's that they printed so much money, $700,000 is like $350,000. And that's the concept a lot of people don't get. So the only way you can get ahead now is that you got to own the assets, whatever assets they may be, and it's so hard to get in the game. So if you're just trying to get in the game, it's I mean, it's harder now than ever. Not only that, because now it's expensive to borrow money. You know, it's 7% interest rates for homes, 7% interest rates for automobiles. So your car goes down. Now you're paying a high price for a car on top of a lot of interest. You want to buy real estate. You're paying high prices on top of high interest rates. I, I Yeah. Again, we could talk about this. Fucking this could be a whole episode of social issues. But if people really understood what was going on, I mean, there'd be riots in the streets. Yeah. You know, people would be fucking burning down buildings and shit. I think we have to stop saying that millennials are lazy. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of lazy fucking people out there. There's lazy people of all genders. For sure. Exactly. But I think we have to stop saying that millennials are are lazy and they don't want to work because they said that about every fucking generation. Somebody's like, oh, the baby boomers, they don't want to fucking work anymore, blah, blah, fucking blah. It's like, there's going to be people that don't want to fucking work. But, I mean, how we are right now, like you're saying, like, assets are so fucking much. The, everything is so expensive. Like, I shouldn't be paying what I'm paying for rent. Like, these people shouldn't be paying. We were, my ex and I were paying, it was 1750 for a one-bedroom, small-ass one-bedroom, 1750 Mm-hmm. There's no reason, and then you put all the other bills, utilities, and everything on top of that. We were damn near spending a thousand dollars each. Mm-hmm. Versus more. my mortgage on a, I'm on a 15 year mortgage is is less than that. Mm-hmm. But that's it, how America works. It's it's fucked up. It's but that's why I mean, like <laughs> we, I, I got multiple jobs. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. 
Yeah, it's more of using, you have to use the system. You know, again, it's, and there's always opportunities. So like, you know, real estate's been a big one. I mean, if you look at, you know, Bitcoin, if you bought Bitcoin in 2013, you look like a fucking genius mm -hmm. or Tesla. I mean, you don't really know. And honestly, when they print money, which is how the government's always done things, you throw a dart on a, on a board and you're pretty much hit an asset that'll go up in value. Um, yeah, again, it's not necessarily that it goes up in value. It's just that your dollars are diluted. Um, and yeah, you know, so now we're in this very high interest, well, fairly high interest rate environment. And of course people are still spending. That's what blows me away. We're recording this end of June, 2023. And I thought for sure prices would have come down and you're watching, you know, car prices and home prices. I follow everything. They are correcting a little bit, not a lot. You know, and it's more, I would say, cars. There's been a lot of no sales at the auction, which basically means that the seller isn't getting what they want. They're they're not meeting their floor price. And I've seen most cars going back like two, three grand of MMR, which is like adjusted, estimated wholesale value. And then a lot of prices of homes, if it's not necessarily that desirable of a home, they've been cutting prices, you know, 10, 20 grand. Uh, I just had a client sell a place um, back of what they listed it. Um, so there's still, you know, people spending money I and mean, the government is, is slowing that down, but the prices are still really high. And for someone like yourself or a lot of young people, they're trying to get in with no assets to begin with. It's like, wow, now you're, com now you're competing against people with assets. So you're, you're, the, the, the chips were stacked against you. That's why, like for me, I went out completely off the reservation after COVID is because I was like, fuck this this is going to be the end. And again, I, I might not be wrong. You know, be, the end of a transition of what our government and capitalism looks like. Because if more people really wake up to what's going on, there has to be change. You can't just print money to solve problems. The fucking 08 crisis, that, was, that wasn't even a virus. That was people being irresponsible. And guess what? You know how they solve that problem? Print money print money, bail out these big companies, corporations, and drive up asset prices. And again, they've kept interest rates low for 15 years until, you know, just last year. And, uh, you know, that's why a couple of banks have failed and everything else is because people are like, oh, shit. Like, they, again, they don't understand it. But when they do try and get a loan, they're just like, oh, my God, you know, 7% interest on a car, 10% interest on a car, 7% interest on a home. 20% interest on a credit card, which I don't even think people follow that shit. I'm not going to say who, but I looked at a credit card statement recently, and they were running a $40,000 balance on it at 20% interest. And I, at first I thought it was like, oh, like, oh, it's a business, you know, they're racking up, they just have a lot of expenses, you know, I'll, I'll spend crazy money a month, but no, it's like a crude, an accrued expense. Like they literally are spending about five grand a month and they're running $40,000. It looks like a month on credit card debt and making right. more or less, I think even like less than the minimum payment. And I'm just like, whoa, like that's, I mean, again, you're better off. So even prime plus one right now, you're looking at nine, most businesses should be borrowing at about 9% interest. So that tells me from a business uh, health standpoint, that business is struggling because 
because that means they probably don't have a line of credit because any business that has a line of credit would not be paying 20% interest on a credit card when they should have a line of credit at 9% interest, which is still very, very high. But if you want to know how the rich got very rich the last 30 years in America, that's it. There is the, I don't know how we went from relationships to finances. We like to make a lot of jokes yeah. right there. We went from me peeling my, you're still peeling your finances. I, I'm not going to stop until it's gone. But I mean, I think it's something cool. And I always tell people too, I mean, anyone that wants to reach out and talk to me about that kind of stuff, you know, it's not, it really isn't brain surgery and I'm a fucking moron. Like I have been living like a total jackass, but I understand how our financial system works, which has allowed me to accrue, accrue wealth while being a total jackass through my 20s. So it was education, that was education growing up with the parents I had, everything else. So, but most people don't understand clearly because people would be rioting in the streets right now if they did. It's probably why they don't teach it to us. Oh yeah, no, even fucked. School is fucking revolution. doesn't matter. Didn't, colleges don't teach it because if you, like most people should not be going to college. No, <laughs> no, honest to God, we should not be, dude. That's such, that's, that's not biggest schemes in America. Well, not, it's not universal across the board, but generally speaking, especially today. Oh, let's go spend 60000 on an education. Oh, it's just a business. They're running a business to remove dollars from your pocket and put it in theirs, just like everyone else is trying to do. It's America. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to promote my son to go to school. I mean, if he wants to go for something or I'm like, you got to think about it because you'll be paying for it. Oh, well, dude. And you know, I'll be out a little bit, but it's like you got you're going to have a lot of skin in the game. So whatever you do, trade school, anything. One of the guys we work with, he he's like an, what is it, a, a, a pair? Au pair? Au pair. For like schools. Deep. Oh, okay. And he's been working with some of these kids and he works with like um, underprivileged, um, troubled kids. And one of the kids came into to the gym and he took him out to eat and he just got dropped off and he was waiting for his parents to come pick him up. So he came in and I was talking to him. He was like 13 and we talked about it a lot. And I was like, you want to go to college? He was like, yeah. I was like, why do you want to go to college? He was like, this is what you do. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to tell you not to go to college, mm -hmm. but I'm also not going to tell you to go to college. I told him, I was like, you might want to take more time before you make the decision now, before you've made up the decision in your head to go to college. Because right now you're just saying yes, because you think it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. You think it's what you're supposed <laughs> to do. And I was like, it's not what you're supposed to do. It's if you think that it's going to get you to the position that you want to be in later in life. That's knowing. And it's hard at 18. I told him, I was like, it's like, at 18, you're still really not going to know what you want to do. But at that moment, if you think that you need to go to college, then you make the decision. Right now, just be a kid and live your life. Don't think that you have to go to college just because that's the thing you're supposed to do. And they're telling you this. You can be successful without college. Oh, no. No, I, yeah. you know, I always look back on my life and I think a lot of people do this. Oh, I wish I did something different. And you can't. You, you're in this moment now. And, you know, for me, someone that likes to teach, it's like, well, moving forward, what am I going to teach? You know, for someone like you, you know, Devonta, I mean, you, I've learned a lot from you. Hope you've learned a lot from me. And uh, I plan on definitely continuing to learn from you or anyone else in my life, you know, obviously, especially my son, but hopefully things you can teach your kids one day of just like, yo, like college is not necessarily the answer. Hell, if you go work at Home Depot or Lowe's and just learn how to like, you know, manage your money, keep your costs low, dollar cost average into fucking equities or whatever you're into. I mean, the more diversified, the better. Then you're going to have a you know more successful life than if you go necessarily to a four-year school, go undergraduate, get a graduate degree or whatever. Now, if that's something you really want to do, um, that's fine. But this is something I would caution parents that have the means to send their kids to school as someone that was afforded that opportunity. Make your kid 
puts skin in the game. It makes it more real. Then they can pursue something they like, but they always know that skin is in the game. So they're going to treat it a lot differently than if you're just paying for their housing, paying for their school. Because I've seen it, not only with myself. Exactly. Paying, oh fuck. I mean, myself, a lot of my friends, uh, clients that I've trained that go to CSU. It is only, it does not help. It doesn't help the individual. Paying for their school, it doesn't help. Not 100% paying for it. I don't think it teaches kids um, what they need to, they're still kids. I mean, it teaches them what they really need to know. And you know, a lot of the kids, especially when they have egregious trust funds and stuff like that, I mean, they weren't going to class. They were doing blow and getting fucked up and traveling, and which is cool. I mean, again, nice, very nice people. They're very smart people too. But why would they? If they have unlimited resources, you're going to go to class? Like, fuck no. No repercussions. Yeah, I'd be doing blow and going to strip clubs too. Yeah, if you know, they that. probably would be doing the same thing. <laughs> okay, I mean, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, if I was awarded this opportunity, opportunity mm -hmm. to have my schooling paid for, I'd probably be a completely different person, to be honest with you. And if anyone's telling you, oh, no, I wouldn't be that person, it's like, you say you wouldn't be that person because you're not that and person. that person, exactly. You can't put yourself in their shoes. You got to understand why the person is how they are. Mm -hmm. If you grew up how they did, more than likely, almost a 99.9%, <laughs> you would turn out exactly like you. Well, I think it'd be different. Like if comparing to, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I well, think we have to stop saying, oh, I wouldn't do that. Would, you, you, you wouldn't. You yeah, you wouldn't do it. Would. Well, you wouldn't do that because you're the person you are based on your shit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You were raised by who you were raised by. You had the situations that you had. Mm -hmm. You didn't have any of theirs. Yep. You know, I am a firm believer. It's like you want your kid or kids to get it, you know, again. You want them to, to struggle more than not, if, even if you have the means, even if you do very well for yourself. It's especially with how convenient the world is today. Yeah, it's too important. Get, and it doesn't help them. It, if you think, oh, this will help them, it's like, no, I've, I trained a guy. He was making 50 grand a month off his trust fund. And literally forever he gets it, 50 grand a month for the rest of his life. He was, he was on antidepressants and all kinds of stuff just running around not like what do i do with my life you can come over here and talk to us that'd be cool to have on yeah i, I don't know he doesn't live here anymore but where does he live i'm not gonna say but we'll say actually there's someone else is it a different state it's a different state but yeah oh okay but yeah yeah well you make fifty thousand a month mother i think you can afford a plane ticket over here and go ahead and get to stepping there's someone else actually that would be good to have on too that i've, I've trained a few trust fund people around you know i mean whether 20s to mid 50s now i think i could get probably somebody on um that would be that would be interesting because again great very very nice people mm. not bad people again i don't i mean i'm not i'm like one step away from that trust me i was it's like the, the trust fund but it's like you got to figure it out yourself like here's the here's the keys to success along with this head start but you got to figure it out yourselves and again that you know I'm, i don't think i'm a bad person but it's like eh, like i had a lot of fun in my 20s if I didn't have that head start, I would have tapered it way back because I just know myself. I, I would have been more conservative with how I lived, but because I didn't have student debt, well, for undergrad, obviously, master's I did, but, um, you know, that was just a huge thing. It was able to be, oh, fuck, I can still get fucked up and go to work and do all these things, and I didn't have this key to also build wealth at the same time versus if I didn't have, if I had the key without the head start. So I want to give my son the key without that big jump because 
the key is what's going to make him a better person than me. And I think that's what any parents, you know, is that it's, you know, it, it's cool. It's great that if you're successful as parents, awesome, good for you. Discipline yourself to do not protect your kids. Make them, make them earn it. Really make them earn it. It makes it a lot more real. And it, it will be better for them in the long run. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely going to be better for them in the long run if they have to actually work for what the fuck they get. I don't know. I think we have too many handouts sometimes. Because we, especially, especially if you, let's say you were in my situation, you grew up, you didn't really have too much, and then you've made something of yourself. And then now you're like, oh, man, I want to give my kids everything. And that's something for you as a parent as you get older. Oh, you don't. Trust me, I'm already conscious. It's like, yeah, I want to give them everything I didn't have. But what I want to give them is the key family, compassion and love amazing and the right. keys i think that the knowledge right what made you successful exactly that's that yeah. is everything knowledge is way more powerful i mean obviously love family but knowledge going into the world i mean what this whole podcast is about that that's what's going to make this better for all totally. of this all the shit we talk about yeah i mean i think that's the that for me i've already made up my mind that's the number one thing because i i've hung out with friends and their siblings and their families before and like they're all like close and they love spending time with each other i was like man that would be great like i want my my kids to be close with each other to where they're like, not like bickering with each other and like they can actually they enjoy hanging out they're like can't always control like, but right? yeah but that's what i'm i'm hoping for yeah yeah no that's good that's good right mm -hmm. those are the those are the things that i want to give them that i didn't have it's not so much the finances of course they're not going to struggle but i want them to have the the things that really matter in the world it's friendship, love, and family. And I think, honestly, it doesn't... I mean, I think a lot of people are just losing that in general, going back to kind of the whole relationship thing. And even with my sister, yeah, we talk, but we're not close. I mean, and I look at my cousins, everyone is highly individualistic. You know, what, three of them are married, three of us have kids. You know, we're, that's not family at all. I mean, I wouldn't consider most of the people in my family blood-related family. Like, you're more family than me. I'm just there with you. But I think that's common. I think that's actually more common, even if you come from affluent families, because we're so hyper-individualistic and, and mobile now. Mm -hmm. oh, my sister lives in, you know, New York City. I live here. Got cousins all over the world, aunts and uncles all over the country. Um, I mean, I've always said that. I was like, my blood doesn't feel like family to me, but like, that's why I value friendship so much. Mm -hmm. And then there's there's people out there where I'm trying to have a friendship with, and I don't think they they want the friendship that I, I want. Because I, I call my friends, I text my friends, I want to hang out with my friends. But, like, they don't do it for me, and it's like, okay, I get it. They're not into this like that. Those people, I really just leave alone. But the people that hit me up and, like, want to do stuff, those are people I see, I'm like, okay, they they want this friendship, and I value that, that friendship so much more as a family because I didn't have, like, I got my mom, I got my brother. Mm -hmm. It's really... The only family I have, like, I, I talked to my father, and that's about it. But, like, growing up, I didn't really consider him. He was just there. Mm -hmm. He wasn't really much. But, like, my mom, my brother, that was family. After that, it really, you know, I got my best friend, <laughs> you know. But I've, I've always I've always been like that. So, for me, those are the things that matter. Good. And they should, honestly. And yeah, people, I mean, shit, that's, that's what matters. Shit, not stuff or money or things, all that shit. Trust me, you ain't going to take any of that with wit. You when you go, you're going to, and this is the hardest thing I think for people to grasp in our generation is like, what are you going to take when you go? It's going to be your memories, memories and what you did on this planet while you're this little carbon creature running around so you can go have fun. I mean, I've learned how to have a lot of fun, but then what? And dude, we, I mean, how many people we know in our life? I mean, fucking so many that are just 
they're existing just to exist. I mean, I, I'm very curious about how my client's friend's uh, son that I'm assuming is like drug overdose or something, you know, again, to another 29 year old, I'm sure to someone that was, I'm assuming just like, well, fuck it. Why? I mean, suicides just from what I know already, they, they must be insane right now. No one's talking about that shit. Everyone's talking about that sub. They got fucking imploded. Some billionaires, you know, didn't do their due diligence. They're like, oh, this homie with the PlayStation controller and the sub, I'll be fine. Still sucks you know? they lost their life like that though. No, it, it does. I feel bad for that, that 19 year old that was on there because he didn't want to get on there. Yeah. And he got on there for Father's Day. For Father's Day, yeah. I can't imagine being in there and being terrified before I get in and then getting in there, being terrified. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, I'm doing this for my dad. We're going to be good. And then luckily it's an instant test. Instant, yeah, lights out. So, but better than like starving or like, well, not starving, you just suffocate to death. Yeah. That would have been really nasty if you found their bodies in there knowing they had suffered. That would have been worse. But either, I mean, again, it's, it is a tragedy, but it's been all over the news. I mean, either way, it's something that was covered heavily, something that is not covered heavily. I I do believe it's like this kid that committed suicide, I'm assuming, along with the other two people. Well, that I know this year. Shit's never going to be in the news. I mean, how many men are doing that right now? I mean, women, I would imagine, are doing it as well. But right. every suicide I know in my life has been male suicide. Fuck, dude. So, yeah. And it's been a lot of them. That's the number one death of people I know in my personal life. More than cancer, heart disease, old age, it's been suicide. I wonder what the average the average age is for a suicide for men. Probably late 20s. I, I would say late 20s, <laughs> early 30s, yeah. for sure. In today's world, yeah. Because, you know, we're meant to build and create and, and do stuff. We're meant to pull weight. I mean, I think we're both, men and women are both meant to pull weight, but in different ways because we're biologically very different. And if you know, most men aren't pulling a sled, it's women. They're like pulling, they're pulling their own sled, but again, to be independent of men, not to provide for a family necessarily, just so they can become, I mean, really the men they want to date. But, you know, that's maybe for another conversation. Um, but, you know, to be, again, become independent, which is fine. It's great. I mean, I think educated people in general is an awesome thing. But what weight are you going to pull? That's not, you know, being an attorney is not pulling weight. Being a doctor is not pulling weight. Now, you can find satisfaction in your job. You can be a nurse, doctor, or attorney, whatever. But as a man or a woman, but what are you going to do to put above yourself? Because I'll tell you right now, having a kid, I mean, it's changed my behavior completely. I mean, I know you've seen it in me obviously. But it's, I mean, it's changed everything in my life. Now I have something I have to wake up and now I'm providing for more than just myself, you know? And that's something I have. How many people do we know doing that? Not any. I know some parents, but not not a ton, at least in my social network, which is you know, pretty big. It's it's cool because I got two two of my best friends have kids, and they definitely they do their shit to make sure that their that family is provided for. Both of them, I commend them mm-hmm. for doing that. You know, and they're both they're both with the baby mama still. One of them's married, one of them's not, but they they've been together for a while. One's got two kids. He owns his own business. He's doing it. We don't keep in touch as much as we used to, but I I follow. I I, I keep up. I see what he's doing, but it's it's really good because like they're. Do- they're doing it. Mm-hmm. They're definitely doing it. And one of them, he's moved a couple jobs, but each job he's made more and more money. So he, for him, he was just following, making more money. He's doing coal mining now. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the, the fuck he's fitting in those fucking coal mines. This motherfucker's like six six. I was like, I don't know how the fuck you fitting in there. But but then he still makes time for his passion too, which is super dope. It's good to see. Mm-hmm. Good to see. I'm proud of. I'm proud of my guys. Proud of my guys. Proud of you. Oh, thanks, buddy. You're proud of you. Mm-hmm.
appreciate it. <laughs> you we're, I, I think we're all doing our best out here. Exactly. So we can ask of ourselves. You want me to tone healed fucking forehead and my diseased dick or whatever I got going on down there. I don't know if I would say it like that. That's pretty alarming. I hope it's not. I think it's good still. Is it itchy? No. No itches. No foam coming out. I don't know. I was worried, man. That one, the one hookup I've had since I've been single. I was, a girl's, yeah, she's not. She's been with many men. We'll just say, many men. Many men. They descent. Many, many, many men. That's, uh, so yeah, guys, this is a whole nother topic, but like, wrap your shit up. You're going to be going on Tinder or Hinge or whatever, Bumble, you'll be blowing backs out. I would fucking, you, you need to wrap it up with these girls, all right? And you girls need to make these men wrap it up, all right? Fuck. It's a two-way street. It's fine. We're all sexually liberated. Again, I'm not condoning the behavior. For me, it's like, hey, I got to stop doing this shit, but hey, teach their own. I'm going to tell someone what to do. Protect yourself, all right? I won't, I won't comment <laughs> on this one. <laughs> but you've never done it, so you don't really know. You never just like, I never wear one. Blow backs, that's for sure. Yeah, but you never just like ran. No. Very conscious. Very, very conscious. That's fucking smart. You're a smart man. Thank you. You haven't had your neural synapses blown apart like mine. No, thankfully. Like this conversation is just, the stimulation is so subpar. I'm ready for like two mouths on the shaft. God. With they, and they, uh, it's a good thing I uh, work for myself. And <laughs> just, uh, shit that comes out of my mouth sometimes. No, it's for, and again, I'm not, like I say, condoning my behavior. I've already talked about it, but it's like, I, I mean, I have literally blown apart my brain and it's like scary that it's like, fuck, I'm trying to like bring it back in. Oh man. I don't even know if you can. I'm a, this is going to be the real test. I mean, I got a lot of willpower, but that is some. You will. Oh, thanks buddy. You <laughs> will. Just appreciate it. Very, very conscious, which is just thinking every step of the way. Mm-hmm. And with you being such a thinker too, I, you'll be able to think of all possible scenarios possible outcomes mm-hmm. i think that's what it's about it's not just like oh man my dick's going hard and it's exciting it's like okay what's the possible outcome here mm-hmm. and i fucking get it in and don't wrap it up you fucked on that shit man you're done for it or get it in don't wrap it up yeah i'm praying it yeah. well, well, well um but then it's like oh yeah i'm horny i don't hit i go home i feel better about myself and i avoid either an STD or getting someone pregnant or having someone attached to me smart man I think a lot. I mean, you're not the only guy that thinks that way. But I would say a lot of men are more in my camp, but they're just, whether they're able to act on it or not. Like some are able to literally go blow backs out. A lot of guys are just watching a shit ton of porn, going on OnlyFans, simping for girls on there. Only fairies. Oh God, I think that's shit. I mean, as atrocious as what I've done is, you know, from a biblical sense, I, uh. Only fun. Yeah, I've never paid for it. I've never like, I mean, I've every guy, I guess, pays for it. I like taking girl dates, but relatively speaking, for how much sex I've had, I have had to give up very little resources for that sex or sexual stimulation. I can't even imagine paying on OnlyFans, but I get it. If Ferris wills. If you got have no choice and you know you can't compete in this sexual dating like market, which is fucking insane, I get why these girls are making 50 grand a month on OnlyFungus. You know? Have you ever been on there? Yeah, I've been on there. I've but, checked it out. But like just scrolling. You've never like paid. Scrolled it through. You've never looked. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Well, there's some that are like free. You can like, get on the free. I'm like, okay. Click. What is this about? And you look and you're like, oh, nice. Okay. It's exactly what you posted on Instagram. And then they're like got other pictures on there. It's like blacked down. It's like, and you got $25. Exactly. I mean, that's, I would, uh, you know, if you're a viewer doing that, I would recommend. I know a lot of people doing it. And it's like, um, it's fucking for, I mean, again, I'm maybe it's because I'm cheap. I'm like, you look at the same shit on Pornhub. But I think it's a connection. It's, there's so many lonely men out there. It's the connection. And it's just like, fuck. I mean, what? I mean, you're making it so these girls, they're undateable. Again, it's not just OnlyFans. It's Instagram and 
fucking TikTok or fucking Snapchat dating apps as a species, men are fucking making women undateable. I realize I'm contributing to the problem, not now, but I was contributing to the problem. Well, I will say women have to stop lying to each other as well. Honestly. No, 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 no. Because I've... No, no, no. no. There was an instance at the gym with somebody we work with and a member that comes in. And she was wearing this... And I'm just an honest person. If I don't like it, I don't like it. Right? I'm not going to lie to you. I have no reason to. But she had on this quarter hoodie. All right. So it just had the sleeves, barely any of the chest. That was it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, isn't this cute? I was like, no. I don't understand what the fuck that's even about. She was like, oh, it's just so cute. I was like, how much do you spend for it? She said $150. <laughs> I was like, you spent uh, $150 for a quarter of clothing. <laughs> He was like, Jeans? yeah, I was like, which I came up with that. I was like, what if I, what if I did the opposite and just had <laughs> just two pant legs and then I had my dick and balls out Oh, be and I paid 200 and Jim too excited if you do that. It'd be like, you would probably think that was ridiculous, wouldn't you? She was like, yeah, that'd be, I'm like, yeah, it would be fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and the, the female that was working with me at that time, she, the other girl asked her, she was like, oh, do you think this is cute? And I looked at it and I was like, there's no way in hell you think this is cute. And she was like. You know, I usually don't like it, but like I think that's really cute. I was like, "You're fucking lying." There's no way. And then she walks out, and she was like, "You know, I ain't gonna lie to you." I didn't. <laughs> she was like, "I didn't think that shit was cute." And I was like, "You know, I tell people all the time." She was. She was. She was also like, "But I couldn't have it in my heart to to tell a woman like, no, it wasn't cute." I was like, "You need to." Mm-hmm. You need to. You guys are the worst. This is why these people are spending all this money. This is why they think the way they do. Not all of them, but some of them. It's because you, and I tell women, you guys are the worst to each other because you'll say something nice to their face. Soon as they walk away, you're like, man, fuck that bitch. And I told her, I was like, you know, kind of just did that now. You told it to her face. It was cute. She walked away. You immediately told me, he was like, it really wasn't that cute. <laughs> you need to be honest with each other. It doesn't need to be cruel. I might be a little more honest and a little more cruel towards, especially this person, I'll tell you, she is after we're off this air <laughs> but you can still tell them like yeah no actually i don't think it's really that cute i think you might have spent a little bit too much but now you know next time probably don't do it <laughs> i don't know it's i don't think anyone's asked me that recently but yeah i don't uh i probably wouldn't have responded that way but have been like oh yeah sure whatever i would have just been like so nonchalant i probably would have been not listening oh i tell them so no you're smart eh? i've got to be honest to you around here somewhere because this yeah, this girl's brain is fucking fried the amount of yeah, thank you everyone getting yeah. oh, it's, dude, a lot of I talk to a lot of women, man. It, trust me, it's I fuck around and find out. It's, see, I'm a, it's funny because I'm a guy. I'm willing to talk about it, and that's probably a big reason why it's hard to get females on air. Is that this is the big difference between men and women? Is I don't have a problem talking about it because it doesn't really affect. I mean, people would probably look at me at the gym, and be like, "Oh, that's a dirty motherfucker," but it, it doesn't really matter. But if it's a girl, I, I think it really it cuts into their ego very hard, and it's it's looked down upon still from a societal standpoint but again they're fucking around finding out way more than me well you got we got to be honest with each other we got to stop fucking lying to each other and we have to be open to at least trying to understand what the other gender is like which is more the theme of this podcast i think was it yeah it was what we started with and probably what we're finishing with is yeah yeah to understand one another we be open you may not like it there's a lot of things i don't fucking like but a fact is a fact. There's no disputing a fact. If this is how 90% of male brains function, mm-hmm. and we are men telling you how we function, what we hear from other men, you can't tell us, no, that's not right. Okay, somebody in politics 
is fucking shouting from the mountaintops about some bullshit that's not a fact. And then we come up and we tell them, oh, here's here's the fact. And then you still choose not to believe it. Guess what you are? You're stupid. You're stupid. Because there's ignorance. We went over this before we started this podcast. There's ignorance, which is not really knowing Mm -hmm. what's going on out there. But then when someone tells you this is what's exactly going on, this is a fact, Mm -hmm. and you still choose not to believe it or not to understand it, Guess what? You're stupid. That's true definition of stupidity. It's going to hurt you in the long run. That's the hardest part, I think, for both both parties. But I do believe that men, it hits them right away. I mean, if you're incompetent as a man or you're not doing what you're supposed to do, you the ramifications are immediately, you know, girls aren't going to pay attention to you. You're, you're not going to have any success, quote unquote, in life versus of how we treat or just because of female nature, you know, they, because attention, you know, they're getting a lot of attention from men online. It's they, they don't have to live necessarily in reality. Men are forced to live in reality. Women can kind of pick and choose which realities they live in because that's the privilege of being female, which is great because guess what? Y'all are the, you bear children. You are the vulnerable sex. Great. It's fine. But you can't condemn men or condemn one another when you have to be able to self-reflect and be like, whoa, 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 what am I doing in my life? Maybe you're right. My perception of the world is not going to be the same as a man or another females or whatever. It's being able to understand each other's perceptions. That is what's really hard for people today. You are right. You're spot on with that. And I don't fuck. I don't have the solution to that. Because again, I do believe men men understand it. A lot of women don't. And I, and I know a lot of women that don't. And this is not a man hating a woman podcast. We hate on men too. Well, we don't. This isn't hating. It's just the reality. It's <laughs> it's just us being honest and open with what we see. And this is why we ask women to come on, because it's just us. Otherwise, it's just going to be us giving male perspectives, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be a whole bunch of women who end up listening to this. They're going to be like, God, they're just so sexist and misogynistic. It's like, no, we invite women to come on to give perspectives, and we've had some women on, and those have been really good conversations. Mm-hmm. Have been good. But if we ask women to come on and they refuse to come on, probably going to sound a little misogynistic and sexist just because we're we're just two straight men giving our perspective. Mm-hmm. If no woman comes on and gives a perspective, that's all it's going to be. So we ask women to come on so it doesn't seem as <laughs> if it's just this because we want to know the perspectives. We yeah. don't know what it's like to be a woman. I don't never claimed i i can't mm-hmm. i can't i can claim to being raised by most women and but i could yeah but you damn a little bit but i don't know what it's like you can use that's the thing is you're willing to listen and use your imagination of like oh you're getting uh like 1600 likes on instagram mm-hmm. for an ass pic that you took okay I, I get it like that's probably very stimulating just like okay the top 20 sites in the world 10 of them are porn or visited every day of the, the top 20 websites visited 10 of them are porn it's mostly men visiting and them we're very visual creatures that like novelty and multiple women that is there's science behind that there is proof in that oh look at how much porn is being consumed look at how many pictures are being posted by girls look at how xyz why do you have a snapchat why do you have if you didn't care about any of that stuff you it would all be gone you would have fucking you know your email and text messaging and that's it you wouldn't have dating apps you wouldn't have snapchat you wouldn't have instagram yeah that's for for men too or it's men and women you know, for attention or whatever tiktok it's all the same shit so tiggy tag well thanks for listening to this episode of less tech more neck presented by we're fucked <laughs> <laughs> this has been a good conversation and we hope that you understand or try to understand anything if you are a female that hears this and you would like to come on and share your perspective and not be combative this is not an argumentative 
podcast by any means, just open dialect, open conversation with people trying to understand what it's like to be the other sex just for a little bit. Hit us up on all the socials. Socials. What the fuck is that? All the socials. Uh, those are all just like less tech. Just type in less tech more neck. You'll, you'll find us. We'll pop up easily. Um, my name is Devontae, and it's been a pleasure talking. And this is Eric. And as always, till next week. Let's take more Y'all hear what I say, let's take more neck for your mother and your brother. We gon' hear from Eric and Devontae. It's strange times and these are strange days, and it's strange people living strange ways. So expect, let's take more neck.